Our passage this morning is taken from 1 John chapter 4. I invite you to join me there. We'll begin reading in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. This passage begins with the word, Beloved, and it would be easy for us to just go past that as a salutation, a beginning of this message. But John is speaking to those who know the Lord, who are his brothers and sisters in Christ. And he uses this word, beloved, because he loves them. And he is speaking to them in love. And so this morning, as an elder here at Subaru Road, I have to pause and, like John, say, Beloved. Uh, the elders here, today is a special day as we're installing two new elders. That is our desire for you, that you would grow in love. And this message, the first message of the year, as we head into the Habits of Grace, This is our desire for you, that this message would find its way into your heart. And I wouldn't even say this message because we're very weak today. That this word, God's word, would find its way into your heart. And that this year, this year at Subaru Baptist Church, we would be known as a people who love. So beloved Hear God's word today. Take it into your heart and live it. We have a command, and that's our first point this morning. That command is love one another. And we see this pointed out in verse 7 and also in verse 11. Love one another. And it's okay, great. We know what to do. Let's go. It's time to go out and do it. But let me ask, do you really know what it means to love one another? What is love? It's easy for us to get distracted by that word because it is used often. Uh, There are whole books dedicated to this, and it comes across in different ways. Uh, There are love of a romance novel. There's the love of a self-help book. 
There's love of reaching out to people. There is love of yourself, self-love, self-care. Love is so used, it's easy for us to begin having our lives shaped by what the world thinks love is. So if I were to tell you this morning, give you the command to love one another, do you really know how to do that? Do we really know how to love one another? What is shaping your thought when you hear me, and more importantly, when you hear John say, love one another? Is it what you watched on television last night? Is it the popular pop song that you've heard most recently? What is it that is defining love in your life? Because that's going to determine whether you are living true gospel love or if you're living a counterfeit love. We like to think and we hear Jesus said himself that they'll know you by your love for one another. And I remember in my own life thinking, well, you know, loving, we love each other. And that's how the world will know that we, we're of him because we love each other and we care for each other and we're reaching out to each other and we're showing compassion to each other and doing all these things. And the world, the world doesn't have that kind of love. And then I started hanging out with people that live in the world. And guess what? There's a lot of compassionate people out there. There's a lot of self-sacrificing people in the world. There are people who dedicate their lives to helping other people. And they do not know Jesus as their Savior. They have a love we can't say that the world has no love. So what is the difference between the love that we have and the love the world has? If we're both compassionate, if we're both self-sacrificing, if we're living out what seems to be love in all these ways, what is the difference between gospel love and the love of this world? Well, it comes to how you define the word love. And John helps us to understand this definition of love, and then that leads us into an understanding of how we live out that love. The definition is very simple. We find it verses 7 and 8. Let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. That is our definition. The definition of love is God. And that sounds almost so simple, it almost sounds trite. But think about it. It isn't that love is God or that love gives us an idea of who God is. It is that God is 
love. Love is not an action. Love is not an emotion. Love is a person. God is love. So do you want to know what love is? You must look at God. We can't define God by what we think love is. We have to divine love by what God is, who God is. And so this morning, I would like to give us a definition of love. <coughs> the power to pursue others with the purpose of promoting within them the full potential of sanctification in Christ. Now, this isn't the most basic view of love, but it is foundational for a gospel view of love. The power to pursue others with the purpose of promoting within them the full potential of sanctification in Christ. That is the love, beloved, that we are to have for one another in this church, Subaru Baptist Church, that is different from the love of the world. Is it compassionate? Yes. Is it self-sacrificing? Yes. It is all of those things that we think of when we think of love. But it's so much more because it has a purpose of bringing us, bringing one another into the realization of the person who is love. So our love is to be the source, the power of the person of God. We have an example of this, verses 9 through 12. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. So what is this example? The example of love, the example actually of the definition of love. First of all, we see that God sent his son. He loved us. So the person who is love, made a choice to put that love, that person, that very essence of his being into practice to love us. God created Adam and Eve and placed them in the garden. And it was a perfect world. And God had fellowship with Adam and Eve. And then sin came into the world. And what did God do? 
Now, did God know where Adam and Eve? Yes, he knew where they were, but he came into the garden and he began to teach. Right off the bat, God began to teach to his wayward children because he went in search of Adam and Eve. Now, did he need to search for Adam and Eve? No, he didn't. He knew where they were. But as he went, Adam, where are you? And Adam had to come to a realization that he was not where he should be. But God sought Adam. And all through the rest of the word and all through history, that's what we see Jesus, that's what we see God doing for us. He is seeking us. He is pursuing us. What a beautiful thing. We don't deserve that. What wonderful grace. But he pursues us. And that's the first thing that we learn about love is that love, godly gospel love, pursues. It doesn't sit back and wait. It goes after what's needed. So how do we love one another? We pursue each other. We don't come to church on Sunday morning and just find our way to our seat. Now, granted, I did that this morning, and I'm going to leave when I'm done. It's because I don't want to share something else with you that isn't love. Um, But we don't come and, oh, what am I going to get out of the service this morning? We come pursuing. We come pursuing each other throughout the week. We're using our devices, we're using um, our opportunities, we're using our time to reach out to one another, pursuing, going after, active. If you want to be loved, love. Because love is not an individual thing. Gospel love is not an individual thing. Gospel love is community. Gospel love is us growing together in the gospel, in the person of Jesus Christ. But it has to come from the source of God, the power to pursue others. We can't do this in and of ourselves. We cannot Love, And that's why Jesus was manifest. And it wasn't just that the love of God was manifest. Oh, here's an example of God loving you because he sent his son to die for you. It was the love was manifest. It was shown to you, not just in the act of Jesus dying, but in the act of Jesus living. The revelation of Jesus God's word that we have before us that tells us who he is. That is the manifestation, not just of an act of love, but a person of love. That is the source as we go and learn more about this person. We grow in love. So we must go to the source, the power, 
in order to be able to pursue one another with godly love. And what is this purpose? What are we pursuing for? Well, why did God pursue us? He pursues us to bring us back to himself. That's what the story of history is. God bringing us back to himself. And I was thinking first, yeah, God was trying to bring us back to the garden. And that sounds wonderful. But then I realized, no, he's not bringing us back to the garden. He's bringing us back to something even greater. Because before the garden, there wasn't the death of Jesus. Before the garden, there wasn't the manifestation of love. God His glory was not realized in what he was going to do for us. So as we look back and as Jesus returns, it's not just a garden. It is a purchase price. We have been given something more than the garden. We have been given a God who pursues us who wants us to come to him regardless of how we failed, regardless of how we have sinned. He pursues and he wants you to come back to him, not just back to the garden, but into eternity future, to live with him, to enjoy him forever. And that is love that he wants you to enjoy him forever so then how do we love one another it's very simple we help each other grow in that we help each other grow in our love for god the source the power of love. So we are promoting within each other, brothers and sisters in Christ, the full potential of sanctification. All that we can be in Christ is not just up to me. It's not just up to you. It is up to us to grow together, to promote in each other the potential to live a sanctified life. How will you grow in love? How do you experience love? Those of you who have taken the time to search out another believer in this body and you've spent time maybe over a cup of coffee or maybe sitting out uh, in nature talking to one another about the things of God, doing a book study or a Bible study or taking time to come together and pray. You know what love is because you've experienced love. You've seen how coming together and encouraging each other and helping each other to grow brings up love in your own heart. You are engaging and helping someone grow in love, but what does that do for you? It grows you in love. Why is that? 
because it is a supernatural thing. Because the power of gospel love is not your action, it is the person of God. And as we grow in him, that power becomes evident in our life. And we experience it. And we see it grow. Maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, well, Jonathan, I, I don't see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a member here at Subaru Road, but where's the love? Can I encourage you that to know love, you must be love? You must become love. Remember, God is not someone who does loving things. Yes, he does. But God does loving things because God is love. And if we want to love, we must become like him. We must become love. It must be the bent of our hearts that we desire to love. Wow, I have a hard time loving that guy. I mean, he doesn't treat me very nice. And so I, I have a hard time loving him. Well, how do you begin to love? You begin to love by becoming a person who loves. How do you become a person who loves? You follow the example of the one who is love, who gave of himself for us. So learning to love with gospel love. I went through 1 John, the whole book. It's not that long. And I would look for, okay, well, how does it teach us to love? Now, if this was James, he would be telling us, you know, go feed the fatherless and the widows. He would be giving us stuff to do when it comes time to be, live out the gospel. And as I began to read through 1 John, I could not find a place where it says, Here's how you do this thing called love. It just says, love. Go out there and do it. I'm like, okay, all right. (laughs) Show me how to do it. And I came upon this verse. And it said in chapter 5, verse 2, By this we know that we love the children of God. And I'm like, awesome. Here we go. This is how I know that I'm living out loving one another. Okay, what's it going to say? When we love God and obey his commandments. Okay, John, that's not what I was looking for. How is it that I love that person that I struggle with treating with compassion, treating with self-sacrifice? How do I do that, John? Love God. Obey his commandments. That is how we love one another. We, and we like to talk about this with missions, but I think it's true with almost anything. It is overflow. How do you love other people is you love God and that love for him. And as you grow in that love for him, it overflows into loving others. You become a person bent toward loving. You can't love someone 
unless you are a loving person. And how do you become a loving person? You come back to the source, the power of love. So how do you love? How do you pursue others for the purpose of promoting within the full potential of sanctification in Christ? Well, here's how you do it. You pursue God with the purpose of promoting within yourself the full potential of sanctification in Christ. You do that for yourself. You pursue him because then you will know him. And what does John tell us? Those who know him love. So I can't give you examples from John of how you go out and love each other. But I can tell you this because John tells us this, that if you fall in love with Jesus, you will fall in love with others. If you are not in love with Jesus, you are going to have a hard time loving other people. So my question comes to you this morning. Do you love God? And what does that mean? It means, are you pursuing God with the purpose of promoting within yourself the full potential of sanctification in Christ? Think about that. The choices you make in your life, are you pursuing God? When you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? 15 minutes after you're awake, what do you do? As you head toward the breakfast table, what do you do? Where is your mind? Where is your heart? Are you pursuing God? If you're not, then there's no, no wonder you may come to church and wonder where the love is. Because if you don't love him, you don't understand what true gospel love is. You'll be blinded by what the world tells you is love. And then when you come here, you don't find that love. Because you're looking for the wrong kind of love. The greatest love is the love that brings you into a right relationship with the one who is love. So how do we do this? I'll leave you with three things. And we've already talked about them, but maybe I'll put them in a a way that you can take with you. Number one, know and obey God. If we are going to practice the discipline of loving one another here at Subaru Baptist Church, we must know and obey God. How do you know and obey God? You get in his word. 
you read his revelation of himself. How else can you know him? If you are not reading about him, if you're not listening to the word that is spoken about him, you need a hunger and a thirst for the righteousness of God's word. That is the first step to loving with gospel love. Then secondly, pursue with purpose. And I think this is where the action starts coming into love. Find someone and then choose to love them by helping them pursue. To give you tools of that, the trellis, I guess you would say. Um, If you go to srbc.life, srbc.life is kind of the place where we go to find um, things about the church. There's a new uh, choice up on the menu, and it's called Study Portal. And uh, maybe we'll come up with a better name in the future. But that is there for a purpose, and that is to help connect you all with each other. Come together, read the Bible together, join smaller groups to study God's word together. We want to help you connect for the purpose of helping you pursue one another. Now, you don't have to do it that way, but we want to help you toward that. There are those of us who have already started doing this. And we would like to ask you to join us as we seek to know God and pursue each other. So when you come to church, don't come with the idea of what am I going to get today? Come with how can I pursue someone today? How can I go and find someone and give them something that will help them fulfill their potential to grow in sanctification in Christ? Because that's the third thing, promote potential. Know and obey God, pursue with purpose, promote potential. It's not just enough to pursue each other, to get to know each other and enjoy talking about the ball game. It's promoting that potential in sanctification. It's not true gospel love until it's leading toward that. Now, does that mean that it's not love to talk about the ball game and to have fellowship and fun together? No, no, that, that is part of the love. But that isn't the end of love. That is a step toward love. But if you've never had a conversation about Christ... Can you really say that you've practiced gospel love? If the gospel has never entered into the conversation? So here at Subaru Baptist Church, if we are going to love, Christ has got to be there. The source, the definition of love has to be in the conversation. So let me encourage you to know and obey him so that you can grow in your own growth, pursue 
with purpose one another in this church. And that will promote potential when we make Jesus the center. It is our prayer, like Paul, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, as we do for you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. That's my prayer for you, and I know it's the prayer of the other elders that we would grow, we would increase and abound in love. But please understand what love is. And I trust this morning from 1 John, we've seen love defined. We've seen love manifest. And we are now ready to go forward and live the command that in the power of God, the power of his love, that we would pursue one another with a compassionate, self-sacrificing purpose of promoting in each other sanctification in our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is very clear that we are to love one another. And we're thankful that we don't have to follow a tick list to know that we are loving. We know we are loving when we live a life that loves you, that obeys your commands and seeks to know you, that greatest command to pursue you, to be like you, and then that second command to love one another. Help us to grow in love. Help us to use your word to change us. Help us to be transformed to love. We pray these things in the name of Jesus, our propitiation. Amen.